welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple and very common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So so to solve this issue, we are issuing a challenge. Each week, we sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on this podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by you wonderful listeners. Exactamundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A A doof doof media production. production. Hell, uh, yeah. Um, how was, how was your week, Jarvis? My week has been pretty solid. Uh, it's been extremely busy. I, I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm taking five 4,000 level classes. Jeez. So, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty difficult. I, um, had a essay to do Friday night, and I know that today, after we record, I have to, um give comments on 18 people's uh essays in a different class by tomorrow oh my and then goodness. i have to write two different essays by the 24th so yeah it's it's pretty pretty back to back pretty slammed down but overall I'm, I'm doing fine i am making it and i've even been trying to be a a, a bit healthier i had fruit today Ooh. so that's that's pretty good oh a fruit what kind of fruit uh it was a fruit it was a fruit uh medley of like i think it had strawberries blueberries uh cantaloupe and pineapple not wow a cantaloupe now you know it's healthy yeah yeah because we can't elope (laughs) that that okay i'm more man just because it's like a like a melon for me melons just like seem more healthier except for watermelons obviously Mm -hmm. but well, yeah, um, like because yeah, most most melons are like um, mostly water. Um, that's true, yeah. and sugar, yes, and, and sugar. But yeah, I'm I'm doing perfectly fine. How are you, though? I'm I'm good. Although I remember, so you say that you're you're swamped with classes. I do remember the conversation we had very recently. You said that you did like no reading in your classes, like at all. Yes. Can, can, can we confirm that on air? Yeah. So I do the bare minimum reading for for any given class basically how my um, workflow is is that thankfully for most english classes the only grades that we get are quizzes and and uh essays so when it comes to the essays i always end up doing the the reading like leading up to the essay but not when the reading was due right Um, and for the quizzes i just do really good at them because i can assume what is gonna happen within a given story based off of the title based off of the theme uh-huh. and okay. uh, also when when Sparkness. it was written yeah oh, so sure, sure, so sure. i i think like on most quizzes that i haven't really read anything for i get at least a nine out of ten wow um, yeah so Again, I'm I'm not the perfect college student, and if and if you definitely have work and uh, classes, you should probably do all of the reading. But I'm okay with not doing all 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 of the reading because if I were to do all of it, there would be so much of it that I simply couldn't read all of it. Right, right, yeah. So no, yeah, y- yeah it, that's that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think it's bad, but like I don't blame you. I mean, it's not like I was better. I'm I'm saying it's also bad when I do it, but. Um, I don't blame us because it's like this is just a product of the society that we're living in, the, the mm-hmm. situations that we're living in. And if we could devote more time to these things, then we would. Or perhaps if we were not um, living with the results uh, in the, 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 the conditions set upon us by um, our this information age, mm-hmm. then perhaps we would do more readings. But with the circumstances that we're in, you know, we're not alone in how we're dealing with um, with things like, like readings and such. Yeah, um, yeah. we're all... It's- yeah dealing with them in certain ways yeah and we're all doing with and then also you know i think it it's still like a huge thing to where it seems that a lot of english teachers aren't in communication with other english teachers because Mm -hmm. because i i get within a within a class's pedagogy uh the the teacher does does have the right to cover as wide of a topic as possible um but i but i just feel that for each class to have multiple novels being due from that class mm-hmm. where we could solely work more, uh, more so on theory and uh, history. Um, 
I just find it really, really crazy that like every class is so demanding on like, okay, you, you need to read 200 pages of this really thick novel by Wednesday. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you are also going to have a quiz on the three 30-page short uh, short stories that I posted on Sunday. So it's just like, and and th- and like this and this is for one class. So right. to have all that that work times five being due on the like same dates, it's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy, you know. And I feel that even if a student isn't supposed to take so many four thousand level classes at once there should still like i don't know i i i just believe that the college workload is un is unnecessarily bloated uh and this is just for like english because i know my um my roommate is a is a bio major mm-hmm. and he's getting home most days at at like nine because their their labs are like three to like four right, hours, right. hours long you know it's just crazy. right yeah, it does sound a little bit ridiculous sometimes. And also, I, I I don't know if you are right now, but for a while you were working too. In addition to all of that, yes, yes, for a for, for a for a very long time, I was doing all of that and working at the uh at the UNT Starbucks. Yeah, which, doing God's work, giving yes, back to the community, doing doing God's work, making sure that all these fucking druggies have their fix. <laughs> um uh these addicts, all 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 of of these um addicts. Which honestly, I think like the amount of stress that like i was in during that time coupled with working at starbucks is probably why i don't want to work in food services again i think anyone who works in food service kind of has the same conclusion don't they? yeah yeah oh yeah definitely definitely and then also that versus just like how how willing people are just to be absolutely awful to you Mm. just just because I'm I'm sorry if the line is long. It's almost like everyone is ordering the exact same thing you are, Megan. You know? <laughs> God but. damn, Megan. Um, did I yeah. Uh, yeah. did I tell you about the uh, pr- uh, the uh, customer named Queen? No, but Queen. that that's an evocative name. Um, would you mind telling me another time? Because uh, yes, that, yes. I'm still running out of time. No, yeah, that's yeah. okay. And I do. I, I just wanted to real quick run through my own things before we we jump into the episode yeah, proper. Yeah, sorry. I was uh, right. No, no, no. That is perfect. I would love. I'm excited to hear about it next time. And I'm the one that ran out of a lot of time. But anyway, without mm-hmm. further ado, um, uh, well, this week was also very good for me because uh, it was nice. Valentine's Day week, and I had a Aww. lovely, lovely Valentine's Day, and it was also my birthday, which you were at, and I really appreciate that. I finally went through the, the the stuff you gave me and it was so so very sweet um i meant to make a recording of me going through it but then i just was too tired yeah um, or too too drunk too drunk and tired a little bit of both um but uh it was really lovely you got me a fidget spinner with the poppet things yes. in it so, which is great and the uh, like face masks and uh, two candles candles are expensive yeah yeah um which, so which, I mean, yeah because because i know you you've been pretty quote unquote stressed recently or you know yes. it, and i know how hard it is to really deal with stress so i was just like you know what let me just fill this with a mm-hmm. bunch of fun shit you know stuff yeah, that no, you, it's you great. can use yeah it was really really nice and the the incense box too i, I i'm very much looking forward to uh to having them set up uh, set up in my apartment but yeah. um and, yeah and so now, thanks and again now you're, you're you're extra quirky I'm extra quirky. That's right. And I'll bring my fidget spinner around everywhere because now I have an Adderall prescription. That's the other thing that happened last week. Very exciting. Oh, yeah. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. We'll see how, how that goes because um, one of the few times I do remember feeling actual happiness in the last literal decade uh, was the first time I tried Adderall and took too much. So, oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, it will, cause I, I, I took it and it was weird because I was like, I feel, you know, I felt very good, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I have felt this feeling before. That was the thing that really stuck to me and, and oh. made me emotional about it is because I had felt it. And I was like, this feels like how I was as a kid whenever I was like excited talking about things. And I hadn't felt it since. Um, at that time, it had been years. And now it's been another like six years since then. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't. It's, it's one of those things I didn't realize that I'd forgotten um but that's that's a whole thing i should probably write about it at some point but the other thing i want to talk about before I've, we finally do the episode and i apologize for taking mm-hmm. so long i'm just very excited um is that my valentine's day was utterly lovely went on a, a wonderful wonderful date 
um we dressed up i was very very pretty thank you very much um because i i went thrifting and found this top that's like fantastic it's got these flowers that actually match the colors on my phone case like exactly oh which nice lots of blues and and reds and Mm -hmm. greens it's great um but uh late at night we went uh and grabbed sushi we walked to a very um rich people park in the middle of the night uh there was like a big round um like space at the top of some steps we took some photos with uh some some instant uh, what do they call it? Instant photography or whatever? The the Polaroid, oh, but the, not Polaroids. Yeah. Um, the instant Polaroid. Yeah, and then we we put on um, uh, Beach House, the 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 band the group. I don't mm. know. They're very good. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we slow danced there. I uh, and uh, it was literally a full moon on Valentine's Day. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, so we, we danced slow danced under the full moon. It was kind of it was really magical. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's so sweet, and I'm like really glad that like you were able to, to have that that moment. You know, it mm-hmm. uh, reminds me a lot of like the end of a uh, of a YA flick. Oh, exactly. I mean, I live for for a narrative. I live to for my life to be a movie. Now, mm-hmm. to be clear, my mo- my life is not a movie, right? I, that that's that's the line of sanity, right? But mm, okay, yeah, yeah. It so it does not operate under movie logic. I I'm well aware of that. However. I would like it to fit the narratives that I, I very much enjoy. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's part of what I enjoy about life. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole different thing too. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's actually just, and, and I'll, I'll close this off now, but that, um, uh, something, especially as I'm transitioning that I'm like appreciating more is just like the art and, and romance of life. Um, I don't know if it's really a transitioning thing or just me like getting older and, and finally letting go of a lot of like, childish um you know uh machinations yeah like per- perspectives that i was holding on to of like oh i'm i'm too rational for this or whatever right mm. like why why do these things matter love is just a chemical in the brain and you know that kind of nonsense where it's like <laughs> yeah. um yeah no emotions are are far more than just chemicals yeah, yeah. If, if you reduce everything down to that then it's just like okay just like kill yourself then you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah what's the point if you're just gonna yeah we're all just atoms disintegrate then you know yeah and yeah it's like okay we we like get it nothing matters mm-hmm. but what else yeah what else yeah. do you have yeah right right anyway um let's get into the 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 story that we're reading this week i'm very excited too because it's it's very very cool Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same. Uh, and I'm glad that we got some solid stories this week on the wonderful in the wonderful month of February with with our themes topic being unrequited love and the words being grimace, spring, filter, and guess. The crazy, amazing story we are going to be talking about and reading on the podcast is by Calinero985 with Watch. This is Watch by Calinero985. Mom? Dad? The girl cried out. The girl called out, her shrill voice echoing between the ancient trees. There were no other sounds in the forest, nothing but the echo of her cries for help cutting through the silence like wind. Where are you? My rifle was trained on her and had been for the past two minutes. She was moving, but not very quickly. The shot would be easy, even at a hundred yards. Every now and then she passed behind a tree, and I lost sight of her for a moment. Every time she appeared again, I had to draw a bead on her, and every time, it was a shock to see the face of a child under my sights. A shock that didn't get any milder with repetition. You need to shoot, said Jackov. He was a private like me, but had been here longer than most. I wasn't sure exactly how long. He was the one who had laughed loudest when I arrived and said I'd been happy to be reassigned here from the northern front. The laughter had faded when he'd learned he was to be my companion on sentry duty, and now the casual mockery I'd seen in his eyes had been replaced by a grimace of grim boredom. He was looking at me, not at the girl. She's not approaching the line, I said, never pulling away from my gun. 
I tried to project a calmness in my voice that I did not feel. Was there a catch in it? I learned early on never to show weakness around the other soldiers, to show strength at all times, but I'd never thought to have a child on the other end of my trigger finger. Our orders were only to guard the border of the forest up to a depth of a hundred... It, not she, Jackoff said. Don't call it a she, that just makes it harder. Yeah, said Maxim, our third. All of these guard posts were crewed by groups of three. As Jackoff had put it, one man to die fighting, one to die running, and the third to make it home. In reality, it was more likely all of us would die if anything serious happened, but hopefully dying noisily and slowly enough that they had time to send in one of the battlecasters to deal with it. Even if it's not a trick, it's probably just some Umbrian peasant that got lost from its worthless parents. It's not, said Jackoff. If it were an Umbrian child, then it would be a she. Then we'd capture it and report it to the sergeant, and if I caught you hurting it, I'd stake you to one of those trees while you still breathed. And if I caught you hurting it, I'd stake you to one of those trees while you still breathed. His voice never rose above a calm rumble, and the threat was so casual that Maxim didn't seem to realize he'd been its target until Jackoff had already started to continue. But it's not an Umbrian child. It's a monster. How do you know? I asked. The scope was a dingy old thing, warped from poor manufacture or some forgotten damage, but it was still powerful enough that it could see the tear tracts. The tear tracts on the girl's cheeks. The dirt... The dirt stains on her dress. We were far enough from her, concealed by trees and the blind that had been constructed by whoever the first sad soldiers to get posted out here had been. There was no way she could see me, but whenever her eyes passed over us, I felt the weight of her gaze. Because everything that comes out of this forest is a monster, said Jackov flatly. We all know it. We all know it. You survive here long enough, you'll know it too. She could be an Umbrian farmer, I said. Maxim just grunted, still sulking at Jakov's threat, but unwilling to step up to the man. Even the Umbrians aren't stupid enough to build homes in this forest, said Jakov. The ground here is shit for farming, shit for anything but witchcraft and bleeding. It's not Umbrian, it's not even one of ours, it's a monster. And if we're lucky, it will wander off. But if we were lucky, we wouldn't be here in the first place. So it's going to come closer, and you're going to have to shoot it. It's getting dark, shouted the girl. Please, I'm scared of the dark. I heard my knuckles creaking as I gripped the gun and tried not to vomit. I'm going to follow procedure, I said, clinging to the rules I had half-read on the train ride down from the north crammed in with other silent men. I'll maintain visibility unless and until the target, the girl, she's a little girl, either leaves the vicinity or advances. I trailed off. The girl had started walking toward us, stumbling over tree roots. I heard Jackov stir behind me. That tree marks a hundred yards, he said quietly, from much closer to me than he'd been sitting before. I knew he was right. She might still turn back, I said. It, not she, and you know your orders. Shoot it, Private, now. He tossed my rank at me, even though his was the same, like hearing it would do something. The Premier himself could have given the order, and it wouldn't have made a difference. She stayed square in my sights, but my trigger finger would not move. Damn it, muttered Jackoff. Maxim. Side up. Normally, Maxim would have some smart-ass comment, but now he was silent, either still smarting from his tongue lashing or brought to earth by the reality of what he was being asked to do. If putting a child in his sights bothered him, he didn't let it show. He simply took a post next to me and leveled his rifle, 
twin to my own, and took a moment to draw a bead. Ready, he said. The girl was drawing closer. I knew my rifle was too long and unwieldy to be used so close, but I could feel the weight of my knife at my hip. Jackov would have to be first. The only way I could ever take him was by surprise. Maxim was slower and focused on the girl. I might have time to turn on him if Jackov went down fast enough. Or maybe I would need to. Maybe once Jackov was dead, he'd see reason, see there was no need to shoot the girl, that we could all just... Fire, said Jackov. And Maxim did. I was able to watch through my scope as the bullet tore off the top half of the girl's skull. For all his faults, Maxim was a good marksman. She stumbled on a step, missing most of her face. One step, then two. It was sickening, but not entirely new. I had seen a friend from my hometown keep talking and fighting for ten minutes, with a piece of his head flapping around like a book cover, brain sticking out from underneath. He hadn't died until later. I kept waiting for the girl's injuries to catch up with her, for her to topple to the ground and bleed. It didn't happen. Her steps grew surer and longer, and as she started to grow and twist, twist like the gnarled trees around her, her hands stretched into red claws and red eyes that tore through the forest as she began to spring toward us. More shots rang out from all of us. The peals of our guns sundered the silence of the forest like thunder. In the end, we were lucky. Whatever the thing had been was one of the varieties of monsters that actually bothered to die when you shot them. By the time the battlecaster arrived, he found nothing except the three of us sitting in our blind, the haze of gun smoke drifting through the trees, and the rapidly decaying corpse of something that could have touched the sunlight through the canopy overhead if it had fully stretched one of its many, many limbs. The debrief was short. Neither Jackov nor Maxim ratted out my hesitation to the battlecaster, or to our sergeant later, even though I could have been court-martialed for it. You just didn't do that to your fellow enlisted men. Maxim did give me a dirty look as we arrived back at the main camp, and he headed straight for the mess. Jackov didn't look at me. I knew he wasn't going to say, I told you so, because right as the girl had turned into a monster... I turned to look at him. I don't know why. To try and kill him? To learn from him? Regardless, I'd been surprised by what I'd seen. Not horror. Not bloodlust. Not even satisfaction. The look on his face as the horror had been revealed was relief. He hadn't known. He hadn't known after all. It had been a horrible guess but he'd made the choice anyway. Part of me wanted to thank him. If I'd been alone, I surely would have died in the thing's arms. But I remembered the twisting in my gut, the look of relief on his face, and most of all what Jakov had said to me before. Everything that comes out of this forest is a monster. These words turned over in my head, over and over and over rattling around like the gunshots that I could still hear ringing in my ears. I turned and looked back at the forest, the trees we had finally left behind in favor of camp. One way or another, I suppose he was right. So yeah, I really enjoy just the tension of of this, of this story. Uh, and I know we were sort of talking about it a bit off- off the podcast but how this story does feel very professional and how it's able to really take its time and slowly show us these uh characters we 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 get the um the main characters uh apprehendance on firing this uh, this shot at this girl who's close to to crossing the um border and, and yeah, I just feel like the the best thing about this story is the tension of sort of getting getting shots of 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 this child, this this a young girl slowly moving towards the um, 
borderline and that being juxtaposed with like what four different army guys pointing guns Three, at yeah. her yeah um so so yeah uh, i just think that like this this story was very well con uh, conceived it uh took its time that that really allowed us to feel that 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 tension to sort of understand this sort of darker tone that is being at at play here and i love the um ending on how it sort of pulled pulled the rug out from um uh, under us um when it you know when we find out that the girl is this like crazy red monster that they had to kill but yeah just overall this this story is really great has has some great world uh, world building and beyond that it's a really great read so good good good, good job yeah um i like how at the so it's interesting the, the the sort of progression we take uh, with the with the characters as we figure out what this sort of thing is, because mm-hmm. um, you know it, at the beginning we're presented with the situation of um, having to shoot this this innocent right, um, which is a pretty classic uh, trope right mm-hmm. of um, yeah innocence in, in war, um, and uh, this characters this main characters you hesitancy apprehension as you said. Um, with having to, yeah, murder a, a child, right? Um, but as we sort of, uh, as these characters talk, it, it, it gets more complicated. So um, it gets more complicated as we sort of get presented with this uh, this idea that it, it, it may be an actual literal monster, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it tells us a bit about the enemy, that they would, you know, sort of stoop this slow to take advantage of, of innocence, right? It incentivizes... Um, than to actually shoot actual children if they appear. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's interesting how we, we, we learn about the characters. As it went on, I definitely started to agree with um, uh, Jackoff um, as he explains his, his reasoning um, and talks about how, yeah, if it was a, a child, we'd capture it and, and you know, uh, make sure that it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but only monsters coming out of these woods. And then as... I don't know, as it continues and as we see more of the in, in the uh, child just, like, existing, I kind of definitely did get more and more on his side of just, like, why is this, you know, th- this child is kind of being very cliche, right? Yeah. Um, saying, I'm scared of the dark, mm-hmm. mom, dad, like... Mm, yeah, that, yeah. Was, uh, that was when I thought, or I guess was clued into the child being a, a monster, is definitely when... It started going over the cliche scared child lines, you know. But yeah, the uh, the child becoming more uh, like cliche over time definitely ended up uh, making me get on more Jackoff side. But of course, then we have um, uh, the other soldier, um, Maxim, being kind of another sort of foil to that. It was just like he kind of I don't know. I, I don't think he would hesitate at killing an actual t- child either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do love the sort of. Uh, like twist that we're getting within the the main character's perspective as um he starts thinking about the 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 knife that he has as the child gets closer right and initially i was like oh shit so he's like thinking of like a like a backup in case like she actually does turn out to be a monster at the last second right Mm -hmm. but no um he was actually thinking of killing his fellow soldiers instead of killing a little girl right Mm -hmm. um and uh that reveals like a, a lot about him yeah, um, but of and course, like really where where mm-hmm. he stands, because I'm guessing mm-hmm. if someone is definitely full fully devoted to their uh, their cause and like to their their army, that probably wouldn't be something that goes over their own mind. Right, right. Um, yeah, and so finally, when when that shot is taken, um, I think we also do get that same relief, right? There's like a moment of of tension uh, mm-hmm. before it starts, like a. Uh, uh, twisting and, and and turning into this many limbed um, creature, uh, which was a which a cool role building touch. I you know I always like multi limbed monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, something else that would have been I don't know like uh, complicated the thing even further is like what if it was like from a child right like there there was a child in there it's just like been been twisted and mm-hmm. now it's something horrible um, but. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, that, that twist, especially at the end, um, as Jackov and the main character both look at each other at the very end there, um, I think Jackov understanding that, oh shit, the main character might have, like, betrayed them if it was an actual child, right? Yeah. Um, 
or or if it had been allowed to to continue thinking that it was a, a child or he not it um but that uh Jakob was not certain and that it, it was a risk and that it was a, a relief to find out that he was right um yeah the sort of uh just the complicated nature of all of that and the decision making it was it was nice and complex and um the emotions and and dilemma there was was pretty strong mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i also really in- enjoy how focused this this story is and how it really didn't pan out and show us like what is be uh, behind them like what are they actually protecting um, mm-hmm. And it sort of left that for us to fill in the the blanks on because that wasn't what the main crux of the story is. It, it, it all boils down to this decision whether to shoot or not. And I just really love how how focused this um, story is, how how this story gets credence to not only shooting but also not shooting. Um, so yeah, I think like, as you said, the, this story is really nicely complex, very focused. And yeah, I'm just really glad that uh, Calinero985 sent this in to us. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a nice, it's a very uh, nice polished story um, that, um, yeah, covers this this dilemma really well and uh, paints the characters in a good like, light, um, or a, a complicated light. Um, and I do very much like how the... Uh, just the situation is outlined and how we sort of run through the uh, complicated nature of the, the, the question um, and take our time with that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a good mastery of, um, of prose here, for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but all right, I think it's high time to roll it into our listener-submitted story section. So thank you very much to Morgan LaA, Calinero985, and Ace of Sword for submitting your story. Mm-hmm. And the first story we will be talking about this this day is a untitled story by Morgan LaA. <laughs> did that rhyme? It felt like it did. Sort um, of. Sort of. Okay. Um, I think you could call the story muggy. That's the first word of, uh, of mm-hmm. the story. Um, we're in um, this boy's perspective, and he's at the library during a, a free period. Um, and he's, it's, it's super hot and, and sweaty in there, and he feels very awkward and very uncomfortable, um, especially because there's this, this girl that he clearly has a crush on, uh, Talia, um, and uh, he's trying not to just be embarrassing in front of her uh, when she approaches, and um, he's, uh, he's startled because he's trying to act normal. Um, and uh, she asks if, she, if he wants to study, and he, being extremely already uncomfortable, um, and just like panicking, uh, declines and says that he'd rather study alone. And we're like yelling at him as we, um, as we uh, read through this because we totally understand that Talia totally um, is at least interested in him as a friend um, and would like to spend time with him. But he's declining just out of his his own panic. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I like how that that touches with the um, the just the, the, the uncomfortableness of the environment in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that this story works really well in describing the main character's awkwardness within this uh, situation, uh, giving us plenty of reasons through through his perspective on why they don't just go up and talk to their crush. And I don't know, I feel that I heavily relate to this, especially in my younger years of just being so self self-conscious and like stuck in your own head that you let a opportunity like this pass pass you by um especially literally in his lap basically literally like it is crazy how how horribly he fumbled this fucking bag she literally came up and said yo do you want to be in a study group and he said nah which <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy i mean like oh god and i mean to to be that to be that awkward towards your crush to where a a like date basically served up on a silver platter is 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 handed to you and if you to say no is saying a lot about this uh main character and i just really like sort of looking at 
looking at the story through that guise of sort of getting to know this uh, main character through one of the worst moments possibly of their life right <laughs> okay well maybe okay, it's a little okay. ex- not, exaggeration but most not, embarrassing perhaps yeah yeah most in embarrassing this this is the kind of story that he would tell no one else you know um but yeah i mean like overall it uh it, uh, it is a really strong story i mean the the, the prose are a sol- solid the uh dialogue is solid i just think that this story really shines in presenting this uh situation and sort of showing us how it works itself out so really great job morgan lay yeah the uh embarrassment and the like i was kicking uh myself almost as much as as him and it definitely feels very real mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, but all right, our final story for this week is by Ace of Sword with To Pray for a Future. So this is an interesting story. Um, we start off uh, in the perspective of a starving girl in the forest uh, tr- trying to hunt a, a deer. Um, but it startles and uh, it, it's clear that she's like in a um, she's like on the outskirts of her to her tribe maybe kicked out because she's too weak um and she like is very very upset with herself she kind of hates herself for not being strong enough mm-hmm. um and uh we get our, our first twist when she um running forward she bumps into a uh a tree and it topples over and we realize uh, in a few seconds afterwards that actually she's not just a normal human she's an ogress uh which is why she was able to, to topple a tree without uh, much effort at all um, but she's still not able to get the deer, much to her chagrin. Um, she goes back to her cave, um, really worried about her future because she's starving um, and hating herself for her failure. When um, eventually a hunter shows up uh, with a deer um, and she thinks about how she's going to have to kill him and, and eat him and eat the deer. And uh, if she can succeed at that, then it would be a good thing. But the hunter... Um, just cuts off one leg of the deer and then leaves and leaves the entire rest of the carcass for her. Um, and, uh, she doesn't seem to, she, you know, the thought of like, this was a gift for her never really crosses her mind. Uh, but it's clear that this was like, yeah, a a gift for her, maybe in in sympathy. And, um, it's an interesting, interesting implication of what a sort of relationship might be going on here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that, that that this is a very well-written story. It tends to take its time, especially when showing us the dynamic be between these. Uh, well, the the dynamic between the the character and herself, and I really and I really do like the focus on the 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 hunt. Um, especially the beginning when we're not only giving a get it, get a given a nice uh, sense of uh, imagery of this forest, but also just how how dire it is for this main character. How they haven't eaten in a couple of days, and they're just and they really just need to to to, to tear into this uh, deer. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think that uh, this story is working with a lot of really nice uh, elements. Um, and it creates a very fun, fun read. So good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I did like the slow, slow reveal of the um, character character's elements. I'm also just like a sucker in general for any sort of, um, you know, kick dog gets uh, gets kindness kind of yeah. stories. Mm-hmm. I, I love those so, so very much. Um, and uh, yeah, it, this is definitely one that invites um more like entries but of course you know you do not have to write any sequels or anything if you don't want to but um definitely very interested in in um the sort of ongoing relationship that this hunter and ogress might have Mm-hmm. definitely definitely uh but all right uh that's all of the stories for this week so let's give a big old do the right thing thank you to everyone who did submit a story so thank do the right m- thing thank you do the right thing thank you so Thank you very much to uh, Morgan Lay. Sorry. Uh, thank you to Kellen Year ninety eighty five, and thank you to Ace of Sword. And we would also like to say thank you to everyone who left a comment. Leaving a comment not only under your own story but under someone else's will condense all of your own thoughts on your story for others to see. But you are also providing someone else with crucial feedback that can only improve them and you as a writer. So thank you very much to Sithril Morgan Morgan Lay. Ace of Sword. Thank y'all so much for leaving comments. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I definitely notice uh, Sithril uh, commenting on these stories a lot, even uh, when they haven't had the time to write their own stories, and we really, really, really appreciate that. Um, because, yeah, that, that discussion is really important, and it, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice thing to, to have someone comment on, on your story. So mm-hmm. uh, you're doing good work out there, and I, I appreciate that a lot. Definitely, definitely. Uh, if you want to be like all, all of these wonderful writers and submit your stories to do the right thing, you can do that by going to Reddit at slash r slash do the right thing. All you have to do is sit down for, for 30 minutes and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Um, that's right. If you want to see the words as soon as they come out, the best place to do that would be to follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast, where you can hit that notification bell and um, get a ping anytime that a new prompt comes out or we have any announcements about this podcast, um, as well as some other stuff regarding our co-hosts. Um, uh, for example, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit on for the, the stuff that's going on here at, at Doof Media, um, uh, Sebastian and I from the uh, View from Halfway Down, the BoJack Horseman analysis podcast that we just started, um, we guested on an episode of the Doofcast where we mm. talked about Wes Anderson's newest movie, um, uh, The French Dispatch. Uh, it was a really lovely conversation. I had a really great time. Um, and I think Sebastian did too, um, despite some really terrible and embarrassing um, uh, failures with with technical stuff before we started recording um sorry matt and scott if you hear this again i apologize thank you for your patience <laughs> we had to start like an hour later because of of the, the our, our issues wow um yeah it was bad but uh yeah no it was a great discussion um i felt like we learned a couple things about the the movie i still felt like there was a lot of things to talk about after it was more just a, a revealing of of um how much the the movie is doing in my opinion um, and I'm excited to to cover other stuff, actually, because um, uh, I, I, I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I watched um, The House, which is this new thing on Netflix, mm, um, and it's house. wild and interesting. I watched it with Sebastian. Um, you should watch it too, Jarvis, because it's really freaking weird, and I hope I get an opportunity to talk about it somewhere sure. uh, soon. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it sounds fun. I've, I've definitely seen a, a, a trailer, but haven't given it a shot yet. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. I watched it while I was too high, and it uh, woo, it, it messed with me a lot. It's <laughs> a, very much like a, a horror, you know, capital H horror movie. No, no, like scares, but like yeah, ugh. just horror. Okay, nice. Yeah, which is good because there hasn't there hasn't been a good horror flick in a while. I, I would say. Yeah, there's definitely a couple that uh, that I, I I've seen recently. I watched um these other two are are, are older, um but I watched um the killing of a sacred deer yep, a while ago. Awesome. That is that is real like horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not a single like jump scare or whatever. Um and then uh, me and Sebastian we also watched actually I I watched the other one Sebastian too but uh, we watched uh, Raw which is uh I think it's from 2016. Hello? It's a French film. I'm not gonna spoil it but it was. Very, very, very uncomfortable. Oh, you um, you cut out. What'd you say? Uh, we watched Raw. Raw? Raw is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... It was... I... Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's a nice, cute little French film. But yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, that would that would be great. I mean, hey, I, we've, we've probably seen a, a lot of the same horror movies, so it would be cool to talk about a, a few of them. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but okay, I think that's all we have for you this week. Um, of course, consider um, helping us out by telling people about the podcast and uh, consider uh, donating to Doof Media and getting some wonderful perks. Uh, join the Discord. We have had some really cool discussions about writing um, and about the other shows on Doof Media. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, okay, cool. So I guess we should talk about next week's words. Please. Um, so as you probably know it's still february so the theme is is the same unrequited love and the words uh you'll be using to go along with your fantastical stories are log hen inside and short Okay, so uh, log, as in one, um, the a a wooden log, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, around. Uh, usually, it's like the trunk, I think, yes. of the of the tree, uh, but it could be a big enough branch, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you could also log something, as in like writing it down, recording yeah. it or for to, the future, or to archive it. In a mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. Um, you can keep a log, which would be a um, 
yeah, a long record of all those things that you've written down. Yeah. Um, you can log in or log out yeah. to systems. You can drop a log. You could. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you explain what that means to me, Jarvis? Oh uh, yeah, dropping a, a, a log is a um, second tier poop joke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Someone can have a log in their pants. Yeah, they they can. Which woof. <laughs> you should stay away from that person. Um, yeah, because they shit their pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yes. See what I did there? It's good. Um, um, but next my, is my turn for. Oh, sorry. Uh huh. Oh, hen, hen is what you said? Yes. Pen. Hen, as in a male chicken. Um, Each time you say it, I think you're saying the other one. Is it pen or hen? Hen. H E N. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it is a male chicken. Also. Or er, um, I think it's a female chicken. Is it? Uh, roosters are are the the male ones. You're yes. right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Like I a mother hen. A mother European. hen. Yes. Also, hen has been used as like a sort of cat call. I think. Really. I didn't so know like, that. So like. That sounds terrible. Dudes would would call a pretty female as uh, hens. Right. Because oh. you go like, hey, hey, cute hen, you want to lay your eggs with me? Oh, okay, okay. You're like, damn, hen, are you are you fertile? Cause I want to, I want an omelet. I, uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I I hate it. I, I really really hate it. Um, okay, the the next word is inside, which mm-hmm. is the opposite of outside. Yes. Um, so the interior of some of, of something, something. Yes, it's very fundamental. The in in is very hard to. Holy shit! What happened? Oh my god! Is is, is he? Fuck! Papa, I am recording. Thank you. I'm almost done. Is he? Need to start yelling again. Thank you. Is he like raising the dead out there? <laughs> like some sort of some sort of tribal chant? I don't know. Oh I don't know god. what's going on. That's amazing. Okay. Sorry. No, it's um, fine. Uh, it's hard to define in because it's so so fundamental a word, um, but uh, yeah. So you can have uh, the inside of a building. Your insides could fall out of you, yeah. uh, which would be bad. Um, you could have a, a pain inside, which could be um, emotional or visceral. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I, th- I think that's that's it for inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you could reference the movie. In, oh, inside. yes, the uh, movie Inside, the game Inside. Um, inside Out? In, inside Out, pretty good movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there are there are a lot of, uh, a lot of Im- implications for Inside. But mm-hmm. the last word for this week is short, which means not long. Um, yes, it is uh, something that it does not have a very large length. Yes. Um, you can wear shorts... You can be uh, a right. short king. A short king. Um, short time. Short. You could. You, uh, there's a there's a business thing with with shorts. I think it's it's the opposite. It's saying that like the you're betting on it going bad, and you mm-hmm. it's it's a complicated procedure. It, I don't. They should stop doing it. Yeah, because um, it is pretty. Um, uh, pretty messy, honestly, and it's it's not the the best thing for our economy. But it will guarantee that the individuals that bet against it gain a dummy amount of money. Yeah, that's what happened with the the GameStop thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, all, all of the uh, heads heads funds. Okay, those are the words. Uh, Jarvis, keeping in mind that the theme is unrequited love, what is the story that you're going to be talking about next week? So, so the story I will be talking about next week is about our is about my uh, star-crossed lover's status with the uh, prime evil uh, 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 Zazamel. Um, and basically, uh, for the last three th- three thousand years. Um, I have been keeping a a log on all of his movements because I am his uh, his con his corporeal herald, thus meaning that I am his tether to the to the mortal realm. Um, 
And one thing that I do every year is that I make sure to find the um, the largest hen in the tri-state area and uh, pull its its uh, insides out and burn it um, on the west on the westmost uh, coast so that mm-hmm. uh, he can smell the the scents of a, a damned chick. Which gives him more more power and uh, keeps him living for a thousand more more years. Um, each time, each each one. Each, yeah, yeah. Each each one, and I and I think I do this once per per year. Um, but this but but this previous year, uh, as we know of the chicken shortage, um, right? I could not find the largest hen possible, so I am not totally sure if the main prime evil azazamel still loves me uh okay how big can uh can chicks can hens get yeah i mean i mean like normally i would do like suitcase size chicks <laughs> um, suitcase size yeah yum but um re- but recently there there uh, i've only been able to spot like wallet sized ones so, wallet sized yeah. Chickens. Chickens, yeah. Why is all your uh your 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 measurements of hens in like business accoutrement? <laughs> yeah, sizes? business accoutrement. Well, I mean, if you didn't know that but the but the prime evil also has like majority shares in Amazon, so Wow. Yeah, Damn. he's he's that explains he's, a lot. Yeah, he's pretty business savvy, hence why I, I love him, so you're just chasing that bag. Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, my my last question before we move on to Your my story, story yes. um, is, um, I don't remember it, but it was funny. Nice. Uh, you could you could cut that if you want. <laughs> no, I'm not definitely keeping that. <laughs> oh, good, great, thank you. Um, okay, my story, my my very very short story. Um, I'm gonna keep it short. Um, it's about a, um, a, a hen that lived inside a log, um, and then they turned the log into lumber. They did not take out the hen. Oh. So, yeah, I went through, like, the big, you know, with the saw, and they were cutting into planks, and, you know, it was inside there, so. Wow. That's my story. That's her story. Well, you know, I think cutting it so, so short... Probably wasn't the right thing to do. Um, yeah, but I but I do hope that they go back to the drawing board, do the right thing, and um, redesign this uh, little hen house because hens deserve houses. Henceforth, that, that's it. I just, no, just, just finish up.